Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. This is the first real, real Monday Movie Minute of 2020. The others were more recap shows, but this is where I talk about the box office, uh, movies I saw either in the theater or on the couch, and of course, how kid-friendly they might be. This is important to me that parents have an idea of what's out there and why the movies are rated the way they are or what exactly is in it that you might have concerns about. So I always try to put that in, even if it's a rated R movie, I'm going to run it down for you uh, specifically because there are some things I definitely let my children watch and then there are things that I do not let them watch based on what's actually in the movie. So I do a lot of screening ahead of time before the family gets to, to see some of these movies. Now today, today I am starting off uh, as I feel is my 2020 motto, uh, playing catch up. <laughs> um, there were a few movies on the 2020 best movie Oscar list that I wanted to see, but didn't for a variety of reasons. Uh, December was insane. January is just as insane, but I'm going to make it happen. I am trying to hit those up before the award show comes out on February 9th. I mean, that's like the Super Bowl for us movie nerds. And uh, there's been too many years where I have not seen those best picture uh, nominations and I wondered is it really the best picture or not uh, so I'm gonna try to weigh in this year from a consumer standpoint watch the movies and at least that way I can judge the Oscar voters but I can judge them with a little bit of background behind me right <laughs> so uh, that's what's going on now uh, one quick note I, I'm watching all these award shows I watch them all I feel like we need a wrap-up discussion about them when they're all said and done. Kind of like, I don't know, maybe as a group, maybe award season will get its own fangirling episode uh, because I can't I can't keep up with it uh, at this point, like for each one because they come so fast and furious, at least they feel like they do. Uh, mm, I just gave you a little tip of what else is coming with Fast and Furious, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but they have been fascinating so far to me from, a, from the variety of nominations to who actually is taking home the statues to, of course, the fun things like the speeches and the outfits. I love it all. Uh, I am Moira Rose in that sense that award season is my favorite season. <laughs> all right, we'll get there, um, but that is not happening today, and I'm saying all this because the SAG Awards happened last night. Yeah, yeah, like I said, we'll get there. All right, so Oscar movies. I've seen The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ford v. Ferrari, and as of yesterday, I saw Parasite. Uh, so we're going to talk about Parasite today. And then we are also going to talk about a super non-Oscar winning, non-Oscar worthy franchise that has fallen into my fangirl fandom uh, kind of in a weird way. And I am a little low-key obsessed right now with all of it. And that is, yep, you guessed it, the Fast and Furious franchise. I know, I know. Super late to the family, but y'all still love me anyway, right? <laughs> All right, we'll get there too. All right, for first we're going to talk about uh, the box office. And coming in at number one is Bad Boys for Life with $59 million this weekend, guys. 
I have not seen uh, Bad Boys 3 yet. I actually, my husband and I sat on the couch and went ahead and watched Bad Boys 1 last night. Uh, hmm. Super 90s, but with an 80s feel to it. I don't know. I was, it was, it was a massive throwback time machine, but it was also fun to watch how far some of these actors have come in their career since 1995 when that movie came out. So anyway, uh, Bad Boys 3 is out. And it's doing well. I am definitely going to see this one. Uh, Doolittle is in the theater for kids. 1917, which is on, uh, I don't think, that's on the Oscar list. I believe that's on the Oscar. This is on my list of things that I have to watch uh, that I have not yet. It was also on the list of, I need to watch this. And I ran out of time this whole winter, um, pretty much, uh, is what happened there. So 1917, Oscar nominated movie. Uh, Got to see that one. Jumanji, The Next Level is at number four. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, number five. Just Mercy is number six. Guys, go see this movie. Go see this movie. Go see this movie. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. However, every single person I have talked to has just absolutely raved about it. It's on the list. It's happening. Um, gosh, Just Mercy. I, I'm already tearing up thinking about what happened because I have read um, the synopsis of it. And these are the kinds of stories that are so important to be told. So please support it at the box office and, and you know, let's change the world with movies like this, okay? Uh, Little Women is out. That's number seven. I have not seen Little Women mostly because, uh, wait a minute, I have seen it like 50 bazillion times. Guys, I'm tired of movies like Little Women being made over and over and over again. It is on the best Oscar list. That means I am going to go ahead and watch this. I'm just letting you know up front, I have been avoiding it on purpose. <laughs> I have been. Uh, I know this one is told differently and it's got a little bit of a change to it and it's, you know, more 2019, more up to date little women. Like I get all of that. I've, I've read the same responses too. I have friends that have gone and said it was a wonderful movie. I will go. I will probably enjoy it. I just got to tell you guys, I never liked the story of little women in the first place. All right. Uh, that's where I am on that, but I'm going to go see it. Uh, Knives Out comes in at number eight. Like a Boss is number nine, and Frozen 2 is still sitting there uh, at number 10. All right, now we're going to roll into the Parasite movie review. Parasite, Parasite. Now, this is a film uh, that's kind of hard to describe, and I'm going to do it without spoiling anything because I feel like um, this also, this movie does have some twists and turns to it that for the first time, I was really appreciative that I did not spoil it for myself. I went in fairly blind on this one, mostly because I'm also very lazy right now and I had no time to dig and to find out a lot of details going in as to what happens in this movie. What I knew is that uh, it's in Korean and has subtitles. It is up for a bazillion Oscars. Everybody loves this movie, critics and fans alike. And, uh, I wanted to see what everyone was talking about. So I went in to see this one uh, just yesterday afternoon. And I don't know, maybe to describe it, I would call it a super dark comedy, maybe. There's definitely some humor and some comedy uh, moments uh, that even as somebody who doesn't speak Korean, I'm just reading the subtitles and watching the film. I laughed. I got it. I got the jokes. It plays well. Um, so if you're concerned about that, if you are somebody like me who's so, so very American, um, you'll, this movie absolutely translates, okay? Literally translates, um, but it's it's great. Um, and then like 
a super dark comedy maybe with a suspense mild horror bent to it um there's definitely some some deep dark issues going on in this movie and uh most of that happens in the second half where you really get the full 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 blown force of it all shoved into your face um but yeah that's probably how i'd describe it um the action of the movie centers on two families the kims and the parks the kims are the have-nots the parks are the super rich have-alls so it's a very obvious clear as day even somebody like me who's not that deep (laughs) uh could pick up that this movie is about uh, class warfare, uh, that that's the struggle that's going on here. Now, I appreciated the fact that it was spelled out early on. I didn't have to work to see what was being said in this movie. Uh, It was very obvious for me. And because I was already working with the subtitles and trying to make sure I could understand what was going on just in general, I appreciated the fact that uh, they, they didn't make us, you know, dig too deep into our psyche to kind of get the point of this movie okay uh while I know there's a lot of people who don't like it for that reason and probably are saying that it's it's too obvious uh they didn't make it subtle enough look for me it helped it helped me get on this train okay and helped me keep writing it all the way to the end Uh, maybe I'm a lazy movie go over here but I was already working to love it because of the Korean and uh, the subtitles as it was so cut me some slack okay this movie was so well crafted and beautifully shot and acted that the language barrier was not a barrier at all Uh, I still got the jokes I still laughed Um, I there there are some subtleties some of the acting just it was it was beautiful. Uh, again, I'm trying to not give too much away. And it got my attention. Uh, I can see how and why exactly this landed high on all the awards list. Hashtag all the awards list. Uh, definitely Oscar worthy contender. I liked this one so much more than uh, The Irishman, for example. So Parasite you know, definitely gets my vote over <laughs> over Irishman at this point. Now, the first half of the movie was kind of this slow build. And, and I also appreciated that because it gave me time to settle in and, and kind of get a feel for what was going on. Uh, within, I don't know, the first 30 minutes or so, I could see where we were heading, um, at least at first where we were heading. And we did get there, so I wasn't wrong. Uh, within that first hour... Um, I, I kind of knew what was happening. The second hour though is where things completely change and it gets, uh, it gets crazy. It just gets a little crazy guys. I was on the edge of my seat. My mouth was hanging open. I wish I had like a live reaction camera shot watching my face because I caught myself with my mouth hanging wide open going, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) it definitely has those moments in it. And, uh, I I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's, it ended up being a, a very thoughtful, very interesting perspective. But it, like I said, it had a little bit of that suspense and horror to it. So yes, there was death and some dying and, and murder involved. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, there was a lot going on, particularly at the end. And like I said, had me, had me, had me. Now, parent perspective If you happen, I'm not sure, I'm speaking mostly to my American audience, and I'm not sure that a lot of our teens are asking to go see this movie. I know for a fact mine are not, for example. 
So I don't want to make this big, broad generalization that this movie is not for any teens because they're not going to get it. That's not true. You absolutely, there there are folks and kids that could understand this movie and could handle this movie. But overall, I'm going to say it's a very mature movie. Uh, and so most dumb teens that I know, <laughs> and I say that with love, uh, are, are not going to be truly interested in this. It might be a waste of their money. They're going to sit down. They're going to go watch it. They might get 30 minutes into it. It's like I said, it's kind of slow in that beginning. I wouldn't be surprised if they walked out just because it does take a little while for the, the real action to kind of kick in. So again, I'm, I, I hate to be generalizing it, but I, I just want to warn parents that that is something that if you have kids that think they're interested in this, uh, maybe do a little digging or maybe go see it yourself before you before they waste their money on it because I'm, I'm just not sure that most of, of the teens I know anyway, in fact, I, I know most of the teens I know uh, would, would not really have any interest in sitting through this entire thing. Uh, it is rated R, uh, so there are there is language, and even in Korean, it is subtitled nicely for you. Uh, spoiler, they say the F-bomb uh, in Korean there too. <laughs> so um, that there, there is a lot of that. Uh, there is one fully clothed uh, but super obvious and uncomfortable sex scene. Uh, uncomfortable meaning if you're sitting there with your family, with your young children, uh, you're going to have something to talk about on the car ride <laughs> on the way home likely. Um, there is also, you know, death, blood, murder, you know, all of that stuff happens. So there's definitely some gore to this, not crazy gore, but enough that you need to be aware of why this is rated R. I would say mostly it's the mature subject matter and um, the overall theme that is going into this more so than the individual elements. But as a whole, I would say it's it's not something most kids, even most 17-year-olds, are probably going to like, and I'm doing air quotes here. That's what you need to know, parents, in case you have someone asking and they're interested. And, uh, you know, again, is there an audience in the teens, teen realm for this movie? Absolutely. I'm sure there are. I'm just kind of saying in general, most kids who like things like, oh, say the Fast and the Furious movies, which we're going to talk about next, probably are not the same target audience for uh, Parasite. Unless you're me and you like it all. <laughs> Um, all right. Now, I ended up really liking uh, this movie. I, like I said, I can I could see why it has landed on the Oscars and, and all these critics lists. Um, but, you know, again, from a parental lens, I just can't even see even my oldest, who's a pretty mature kind of guy. I, I just don't see him wanting to go see this, I guess. And even if he did see it, I don't see him. I don't see it holding his interest uh, that much, at least in that first hour. All right. So leave the young ones at home for sure. Uh, it is rated R for a reason and probably not for kids. All right. Now here's my quick take on the Fast and Furious franchise. I know you've been waiting for this since 2001, right? I know. So these movies started out in 2001. Where have I been? Uh, I was having babies in 2001. So so maybe that's my excuse is I wasn't paying attention to what was happening in the movie theater. And I missed this entire genre of this huge mega pop culture phenomenon, which is the Fast and the Furious franchise. If you are like me 
and you're kind of curious about it or you want to know if it's really worth your time, I'm just I'm just going to tell you what what is what has happened here. What has happened here? I started slowly catching up. Uh, now, if you remember, I saw Hobbs and Shaw this summer in the theater, and I reviewed it. I reviewed it from the perspective of can you enjoy this even if you aren't part of the family? And I had a blast in this movie. I I really enjoyed it. Had a great time in the theater. And honestly, that's how most of the rest of this franchise is. Now, there are some terrible, (laughs) terrible movies in this franchise. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are also terrible, ridiculous moments inside of otherwise decent movies in this franchise. Um, But I think that's what made it fun for me. I think that's why I enjoyed this overall body of work and why I'm I'm totally on board now with Fast and Furious. Uh, I'm going to have to have a whole fangirl episode on this so I'll talk more about this later I will save it I will save it and we'll have a whole discussion I'll find someone to come on I think my friend Amira might be interested she was laughing at me um as I was posting things on on Facebook the other day about Fast and Furious so maybe I can get Amira to come on and talk about it with me I don't know I'll find somebody but uh we're gonna have to have to do a fangirl episode on this because it deserves more than what I'm throwing at you right now but What I want to point out here is that this is something that is the worst and the best all wrapped into one. It's ridiculous. It's popcorn flick to the nth degree. These movies are absolutely mindless and I loved them. I loved them. I, I, it sucked me in and I was just all in. So we'll talk more about Fast and Furious later. But if you are looking for something uh, new that you want to kind of obsess about or, or something, you know, a, a franchise that you want to delve into and you haven't watched any of these movies, go ahead and start with uh, The Fast and the Furious. That's the first one from 2001. And then go from there and see see if see if it gets you. It, it took me about three movies to kind of get into it, but I'm there. I'm there now. And We'll come back to this discussion because I think it deserves so much more. All right, that's what I have for the Monday Movie Minute. Uh, I do have to fit in a few more Oscar contenders before the show. And honestly, honestly, I just want to go watch Knives Out again over and over because I love that one so much. Um, But I will keep you posted on what I make it to in upcoming episodes. And yes, I'll make myself go see Little Women. I know, I know, I need to. Uh, Now this week, this week on the rest of the podcast, there is going to be a fangirl episode of the Netflix series, You. Hello, you. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. (laughs) Why you gotta be this way? We're gonna talk about you later on this week, and you'll want to tune into that. And then last week, I kicked off a Schitt's Creek Season 6 recap series. And, oh, I love this show so much. You know I do. You know I do. I am teaming up with my pal Jamie. We're gonna talk all about Schitt's Creek Season 6. We can't help ourselves, guys. Uh, It's just who we are, and we want to give some immediate feedback episode by episode. So obviously there's going to be some spoilers in that. If you are somebody that needs to hold off and not listen to those, I get it. But I just wanted to let you know if you've subscribed. Oh, have you subscribed? Subscribed. Hit that subscribe button. Throw up those five-star reviews for me. I super appreciate it. Uh, If you have subscribed and you see it, uh, a little bit more action coming across your feed, on your podcast player over the next 
uh, you know, I think this goes through April, uh, next couple of months, that is why we are going to talk about Schitt's Creek every week. You can skip over those until you're ready. I get it. Not everybody is able to watch it right now and uh, not everybody likes spoilers. Totally understood. Not going to hurt my feelings. However, it's there for you if you are like me and need to talk about it immediately. <laughs> uh, tune in on either Wednesdays or Thursdays. Um, just whenever I get the, the podcast episodes edited and thrown up, that's when they're going to come out. These are just going to be little bonuses every week to talk about the Rose family. All right. Thanks for fangirling with me on the Monday Movie Minute. Come back and fangirl with us again real soon.